Let's go to Smoochie's Magic Jungle. Let's go to Smoochie's Magic Jungle. It's a happy, it's a happy, it's a happy place. Yes, we are. I think I'll leave it at that. Hey everybody, welcome to another session of Thumbs Up or Down, You Decide. I'm Eric Trapel. I'm Melissa Leach. And joining us off in the background is Maya Taylor. Hey. And maybe a cat or two. One like a cat, I might also add. <laughs> gonna get over that i swear to god uh-huh. we're totally used to it yeah, my baby speaking of devastation uh well well i mean considering god uh, th- th- there are a uh, lot that, of- that's one segue into something <laughs> but for starters uh uh one thing i wanted to bring up in the news uh, of course um Recently, uh, Mental Health Awareness uh, mm. Day came up, and one of the big things that came up in the news was that Zach Williams, Robin Williams' son, uh, Zach, had recently gotten married on Mental Health Awareness Day. And it's interesting to bring up, because, uh, considering it's like since, since his passing, uh, Robin Williams has become more of an icon associated with mental illness mm-hmm. more than ever. I don't know if he was uh, during that, during his life, but if he was, then... I do know that many of his co-workers, especially the kids on from Mrs. Doubtfire, mentioned that he was incredibly open with his alcohol addiction. Robin Williamson? Yes. Uh, that's one thing that all three kids, when they asked him, what do you remember most about him... They said he was very, very open because, mind you, the oldest daughter, I'm forgetting her name at the moment, but the oldest daughter that, that played in Mrs. Doubtfire severely struggles with anxiety. He was her first example of someone who struggled with mental illness and, and an addiction, and he, she said he made it so comfortable to talk about that she's in her eyes there was never any stigma attached to talking about mental illness. He, he said She said he tried to make it as natural of a thing to talk about as you possibly could because he was trying to, to, to erase the stigma around it. Lisa Jacob was her name. Yeah, yeah, um, or Lisa J- Jacob, I think, or something like that. Um, one thing that she said was that she, she remembers very clearly him talking op- very openly about his struggles and trying to make it very um, normal and natural to bring it up and, and, and for it to, to, to be so widely accepted to talk about instead of being, uh, instead of being some... Um, closeted secret and having a stigma attached to it now that you bring it up it does make uh, a little bit more sense because he did bring up he had a bit of a cocaine addiction and one of the things that kind of got him out of it was uh the passing of john belushi mm. uh i think that was one of the things i gave him uh then i believe he had just become a parent at the time as well mm. but those two things like kind of woke him up out of like to get out of his cocaine habit so yeah that not only shows that he was being a little bit more open about himself but I guess for that film in particular, considering he was playing a divorced dad and was trying to connect to these kids, I think that openness kind of helps them better understand their characters. Mm -hmm. He definitely cared about them both, both personally and uh, professionally. Professionally, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Now uh, today, uh, we wanted to 
give a little bit of a celebration to the man, or I wanted to, by talking about uh, a film that not m too many people talk about, but it's one of, I gotta admit, is a film that I actually watched the whole way through for the first time. Danny DeVito's Death to Smoochie. Pause for drinking water. Yes. <laughs> you have to have, yeah, you know, yeah. just, just that sound effects, man. Yeah, but, uh, so for those that don't know, Death to Smoochie is Robin Williams plays the children's host Rainbow Randolph, but after he's fired for accepting bribery, briberies and being discovered by the FBI, or was it CIA? It, it, some kind either of way he was just he, either way he was caught for taking bribes and then he's fired and replaced with edward norton as smoochie the rhino and uh when that when the producers say they want clean cut man smoochie is as clean cut as they get but don't worry the mafia will make him turn somewhat <laughs> if not as the title goes death to smoochie yeah this definitely has a little bit of a. Uh, it was directed by Danny DeVito, and uh, he's uh, he doesn't really have that many directing films on, uh, to his credit, but what he does, they're definitely uh, memorable impacts for those who do watch it. Um, one of the most notable ones, uh, at least in my case, for me, being Matilda. Uh, mm -hmm. That was pretty much like, I think, my oh, introduction Danny to Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito uh, directed Matilda? Yeah, he oh. was... Uh, the director of it and oh he wait that's father. right i forgot about that because i actually watched it behind the scenes and i completely forgot he mentioned he directed it also starring Mara wilson from mrs doubtfire as well so mm -hmm. it comes full circle the other big film that i know he directed was throw mama from the train with which he mm. did with billy crystal oh yeah i remember that movie but with death to smoochie uh this was oh wait he also directed war of the roses back in uh 1989. Okay. I think that's like a lot, what a lot of people point to when they think of Danny DeVito as a director. Death to Smoochie, which uh, was written by Adam Resnick, was actually the last film that DeVito had directed for a good while up until he directed a short film, I believe, in 2016. A good reason that this uh, that he kind of took a uh, st step back from that position, considering that this film ended up kind of bombing. At first, you kind of hear it's like not many people like about it, but I, I, I have to admit, I was kind of pleasantly surprised at how funny this was. Um, took over. Uh, what was your introduction to this? <laughs> no worries. Um, literally telling you how, I mean, you, you knew prior to this that I loved Robin Williams. I grew up with his movies with Birdcage and, and Mrs. Doubtfire and all that. So when you mentioned, I remember you mentioned, uh, well, you called Secret Gem that, that you wish you had discovered sooner, and it had less than desirable results for you. <laughs> not gonna lie, this is not my favorite Robin Williams movie. At all. Yeah, like, you you pretty much flat out told me you didn't like this movie. Yeah. Admittedly, not the worst film I've ever seen him make. Here's another question. Is this the worst film I've shown you so far? No. Thank God. No. No. I was going to say, that would break my heart. No. Um, however, when it comes to Rob, the Robin Williams films I've seen, I honestly think I'd rather watch this than his movie Boulevard. I, when I was watching Boulevard, there were several times when I literally was wondering, this movie is not good. And I think Mom and I both agreed when we were like, what the hell was he thinking doing this movie? I mean, it was just weird. 
yeah. funny enough. That All I, I thought that, was, like, seriously? Was he desperate? Literally, that's, I was like, was he desperate? Not desperate for money that he did this shit? I was like, my God, this what, I didn't think the movie was good at all. Well, to kind of tie it a little bit back to Death to Smoochie. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's um, just it just compared to the other movies that I've seen from Robin Williams, mm-hmm. Death to Smoochie is not the worst film I've seen. It's just by far not the, not the best. Yeah. It's not. I, I honestly, I don't even. I wouldn't even put it on as like the top five, to be honest with. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Boulevard and about uh, the kind of character he was playing because uh, even in Death to Smoochie, there was at one point where they he has a questioning in sexuality. In Death to Smoochie? Yeah. I think Edward Norton kind of brings it up to him at one point. He's pretending to be the cab driver driving uh, Smoochie or uh, Sheldon, uh, as he's, uh, as the guy's real, co- real name is called. Uh, Robin Williams is pretending to be this cab driver and... He's leading Edward Norton to this trap, and he's trying to talk smack about himself. Robin Williams is talking smack mm-hmm. about his himself. And he even throws out a bunch of lines about how, like, oh, he might be uh, questioning his sexuality or might be a bit of a fairy or something like that. Like, you kind of at first get, it's like, it's to, like, get Edward Norton riled up to, like, kind of make fun of him. Mm-hmm. But at the end, you're starting to realize it's like, Oh, no, he really is starting to question his sexuality. <laughs> he really doesn't know where he is, either. Oh, wow, okay. Because, like, even though uh, he does admit that he had an affair with um, uh, Catherine Keener's character at one point, you know, that does break it up. It's like, okay, maybe it's just bisexuality, or maybe he's just saying this just to kind of, like, all the other stuff, like, maybe she had affairs with, like, everyone else except for Robin Williams' mm. character. Okay. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, but, yeah, it's, um... But I mean, yeah, I, I, my introduction to this was was just you mentioning Death to Smoochie, mm-hmm. which in and of itself, the, the name itself, I'm just like, okay, interesting. Um, it was it was it was interesting to say the least. I, I feel like for me, like uh, one of the biggest things that probably would have helped this a little bit better, because uh, yeah, because like uh, for for the longest time for me, like the the one scene that like always got me curious about it was like the cookie scene, which oh. by the way, if you haven't, if you don't, if if you haven't seen Death the Smoochie and you want to know if you're going to like this movie or not, just look at the cookie scene on YouTube. That'll determine whether or not you want to watch the rest of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because like... In his opinion. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm not telling this movie at all. <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll admit. Like, what, what can you say Like, was at least the part that did work for you? Or, uh, let me rephrase that. What, what did you actually think was like what worked? Well, this is the thing with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there, to be honest with you, there's only probably two moments of this movie that I actually really laughed. Both, respectively, were from Robin Williams. Uh, I think it what uh, I obviously, <laughs> obviously, what I think was in the middle of of the scene when he's when uh, the 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 little person. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the correct term. I, I was about to say, I was, I'm trying to figure out the, the, the correct terminology here because I don't want to offend anyone. Mm-hmm. That's the correct term. That, that actor literally, uh, mm. when Robin Williams' character uh, is in his apartment and he's like holding him down and the guy literally smacks him. <laughs> With a wooden spoon. The sound that shit made was hilarious. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. The sound the wooden spoon made when it hit his face. The Crinkle Kids are six feet under, and so is your career. 
<laughs> was, was freaking hilarious. Um, I actually liked two parts. Sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to be in this. <laughs> no, you can. Go ahead. Go ahead. Chime in. One of them, I actually thought it was uh, the, the one guy that he, uh, I can't remember what his uh, character was. He was looking at the, quote, object mm-hmm. and trying to play it off. In front of the children. Oh, the cookie scene. Yeah. Yeah, you know and what I'm Robin talking Williams about. Went in there. Are you kidding? <laughs> that is. That's one of them. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that's that's why that's the first scene I recommend to people is because oh my god, the way Edward Norton is trying to play that off. <laughs> I part of me always wants to believe that those scenes are completely improvised or. That that, that that actually what happened in 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 the birdcage. I think that actually happened in a lot of his movies. To be honest, with. I think like he improvised. Impro- yeah. He well, Robin Williams was known right, but for with improvising. The... So I wouldn't be surprised if a good chunk of this movie mm-hmm. was actually improvised on his part. Oh, I'd imagine, yeah. Be- because, but I meant like yeah. specifically with uh, Edward Norton's character. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Because Edward Norton's normally known for playing like a lot of serious roles. Like even back uh, back when this film came out in two thousand two. Uh, I mean, then again, it's like, uh, now that I think about it, when he did this film at the time, it does make uh, his later appearance in the film, uh, Sausage Party, make a little bit more sense, considering he is a very serious actor, but he's also open to doing raunchy stuff, as long as it's... Uh, Edward Norton uh, was in Sausage Party? Yes, he was. And, uh, oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, trust me, just wait until you hear his character's name. I'm not going to say oh, what God. it is. I'm, all, let... I, I'm almost afraid. Yeah, seriously. Um, there was another part... <laughs> Yes, what was your second favorite scene? It's completely smashing his TV. Oh, yes. And I don't know what his actor's name is. He comes in Danny Woodburn. What, 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 what are you doing? And he says, that, that's a TV and take a picture and picture. <laughs> that whole part got me. Because, like, uh, especially when you brought up the... <laughs> especially when you brought up the whole uh, being open about his alcoholism thing, it's like... Uh, a lot of what I've seen in this film, like the way uh, Robin Williams' character acts, uh, in, in a sense. Uh, oh, go huh? ahead. Uh, what were you going to say? I've personally never, or what I've seen at least, from, from, or from what I've heard from people who were on the show, and the way he, he moved and stuff like that on camera, his character... Kind of, especially when he was um, Rainbow uh, Randolph, uh, Mm -hmm. his character moved, from what I've heard, a lot like his character uh, Mork from Mork and Mindy. Mm -hmm. Really? Because one thing I actually Mm -hmm. heard, one thing I heard was from on on Mork and Mindy, they started off literally with one camera. And when they first took uh, uh, Robin Williams on as Mork, they were trying to literally film everything because he was moving around so freaking much mm-hmm. it was ridiculous i mean he was all over oh, the yeah. place and they were constantly trying to get his movements so that I... was actually when they first started actually utilizing i think what it was a, a two or three camera set to make sure that they could actually get all angles from him and stuff like that so we could they can actually get that's actually when they started us- utilizing that he started off in happy days all motivated by the power of cocaine <laughs> What? <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. He was on cocaine in the seventies. Everybody was. Uh, but yeah, a lot of That's his stereotyping. Not everyone was. I'm not wrong. 
But I definitely, with, with, with seeing his character tap dancing and, and dancing and, and stuff like that, I, I will admit it reminded me of the way he, I, I've seen clips of him move mm-hmm. on Mork and Mindy because he was, like I said, he was all over the place. He was definitely one of those actors who, like, definitely chewed the scenery to where there was nothing left. <laughs> uh, especially with that dance scene where he's at first celebrating Smoochie's downfall as a Nazi. <laughs> where he's just, like, going around in the park and even going up to babies. The writer's a Nazi! <laughs> but, I mean, uh, with, with, um... I'm trying. I'm just. I really am. This is this is the thing. I think that, and Ma's probably gonna look at me really. What? You you're just you're having a hard time with just getting the words out. Because quite frankly, I'm having to remember the movie. I'm trying to remember the 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 scenes and all that stuff. I was a little bit hesitant on Michael Rispoli, but he actually did kind of grow to grow. Uh, did he actually did grow on me? Uh, Michael, uh, who? He played, uh, Spinner, the, uh... Oh, the, the... guy who played Moochie. Hey, what round is this? Moochie, uh, the guy who ends up, uh, getting... getting... shot. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Oops. Uh, the one they think is Moochie. Okay, okay. Or the one that they think is Smoochie, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, that, sorry, my bad. I got that confused. Um... I'm so used to seeing Edward Norton playing these super serious roles that it was really weird to me seeing him play this kind of character. Who's Edward Norton? The guy who played Smoochie. <laughs> God damn it, Mom! <laughs> the only person I know is Ryan Rookie. <laughs> I don't know who the other actor is. Do you at least know who Danny DeVito is? Yeah. It was just, it was really weird. And that, and I kind of thought that what's her name was doing quite a bit of overacting. Catherine Keener? Yes. I didn't mind her in uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. I thought she was very funny in that movie. Mm. Especially, uh, also, she actually kind of reminded me a little bit of my mom in that movie. <laughs> in what? <laughs> Where are you going? I'm going to my office. It has a window with a view. Uh, they when, all have when... a view! There, there's just there are certain moments in that movie that that where her character kind of reminded me like if she was ta- when she was talking to a telemarketer in, in that freaking movie. Oh, in in Forty Year Old Virgin. Yes. <laughs> no, not in Death Smooch. I'm talking Forty Year Old Virgin. Her character. That actually would have been really weird if she. Was... And I think one of the reasons why is because she's a single mom in Forty Year Old Virgin. She kind of reminds me of you with with some of the conversations we've had in in when I was younger and stuff like that. Between her and my eyes overacting, because I just, that and like the, 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 the immediate switch that she made from not liking his character, being a total bitch in this, to his character in this movie, and then suddenly. Does that like a say Nora's Magic Jungle? What? <laughs> Does that say Nora's Magic Jungle? No, it says Smoochie's Magic Jungle. <laughs> it just, it, it, and just like I said, her making like a complete 180 out of nowhere. It just, it, there, there are certain parts about the story that didn't make sense to me. With character development, I would hate to say this, but I honestly even think that Robin Williams did a little bit of overacting in, this, in certain parts of this movie. Well, to be fair, uh, he kind of overacts in that, a lot of, in that pretty much. Well, in, in almost every single one of his movies, it it it, it works. <laughs> it's just this movie. Just I don't. I know, thought I don't it kind of worked. I thought it kind of worked here because it just showed that he's just kind of lost his marbles after losing his job. 
he's doing whatever he can just like to try and get back uh to some form of relevance and even having that back and forth uh emotional state with like uh trying to argue for a place to stay with uh one of his former co-workers i mean like so there, there are some things that i'm i am impressed by but like i think it's possibly the chemistry that kind of bothered me because it just that and just like except character development that was just to me off and just acting was, was some of it so i think for me it was like the acting with certain people chemistry um story development character development it just i i don't know it, it definitely felt like it was trying to play mostly to the parents who were definitely sick of their kids watching barney which <sighs> i mean you could definitely tell especially with robin williams throwing in that line bastard son of barney as he smashed the tv in oh one of the things I read up was that uh, originally they wanted uh, Smoochie to be orange to differentiate from Barney as much as possible. Mm. But they had to change to pink once they finally got greenlit. I don't know, just for me the movie was off. It's hard for me I, to explain. I will say, I will say this, uh, the one scene that did make me uncomfortable was uh, the uh, almost suicide scene. Where he's almost about to set himself on fire. Oh... But what kind of safe that was the moment the, the little girl comes up and puts it out. And then imme- it, it immediately cuts to, the, uh, cuts to those people of, like walking away and then going to see Smoochie. Yeah, it's just... I will admit that was kind of funny. Like, wow, you can't even give this man his own death. That's, that's so mean. It just, yeah. And then when they cut to, oh, have you ever seen an angel? I think I saw one. She was little and she was wearing, I'm like... I think that's also another part of it was I just I thought the movie was cheesy. Yeah, I think my comments are being a little bit harsh and just too judgmental or critical, but I just I don't know. It, it's definitely one of those films that you have to be in a certain a certain mindset to probably be prepared for, and also uh, don't be Melissa. <laughs> I have to admit, it's also you don't really see Harvey Firestein as uh, in movies as much as you used to. Because I gotta admit, I gotta admit, it's like, I, he is really good at playing bad guys, especially with the kind of voice he has. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I love that moment where it's like, uh, they, he's, the, he's then being held up by the Irish mafia, they're asking, mm. and they're it, uh, interrogating him about uh, the brother, it's like, you re- it's like, I would never kill Mochi, my kids love him. It's like, oh sure, you love fairy tales? Yeah. Tell him the one about the asshole who got his head chopped off. It's uh, yeah. It's just I I don't I don't know. It's because you're yeah, you, keep, it, it you def- keep bringing up scenes that I'm like, see that was right. another scene. I, right? I, I get that. It could be that it's just like because uh, comedy is very subjective. So it's like that that that's an understandable thing. And I mean, I get why some people would like this movie and think it was funny. I mean, mind you, it wasn't even entirely unfunny. Me, I, there were moments where I laughed. Keep in mind, majority of them were from Robin Williams, but mm-hmm. an acquired taste of a film. It's you're, you're either going to like it or you're, you're not. I tend to use this analogy because this is what I've actually been told uh, when when I when I heard uh, this analogy first used. Uh, it's it's kind of like wine. It's an acquired taste or alcohol. Some people are going to like alcohol. Some people are going to hate it. I I think the best way I can also describe it is like uh, or the best comparison I can make is like. Uh, the audience for South Park at the time. Like, it's like, if you're in the mood for watching mostly cynical people, then that would be what I would say. Mm. With the exception of Edward Norton, who tries to be as wholesome as possible. And, and I also have to admit, it's like, uh, after going through uh, 
college. It's like uh, I, it's kind of interesting to listen to some of the tidbits uh, about uh, you know contract negotiations and kind of learning how you know this film back then was kind of like playing with that idea uh, at the time. I'm not gonna lie to you with Edward Norton's character because of this is where I kind of feel like like so the the acting in my eyes was a little off because. In my eyes, throughout majority of the film, until he literally got together with the girl, I kind of saw him as being like a male nun. <laughs> because of how wholesome and innocent he was trying to be, be of a character of, oh, this is important, no, that's important, oh, I only want to do this, I want, and I'm like thinking, I don't usually, meet, I've never really met that many guys who are that, in my eyes, innocent, because he kind of had this, like, innocent, like, portrayal in my eyes, and so when, when, I saw him actually hook up with the girl during that 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 death scene. It was weird seeing yeah. him kiss her and be intimate with her when I had seen him this entire time be, portray himself as this like angelic nun, male nun who never does anything wrong and just wants to kill the earth. Like if that makes any, if, if that makes sense, it's like he 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 he. I I saw him as just this innocent guy who who has no desire for any of that and then when i'm like it was it was it was it was it was off to me seeing his, him his character get intimate with 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 the way he portrayed his character earlier in the movie uh, yeah i can understand that um it, it definitely if that makes sense don't it make sense because you know he's going from someone who's like the most wholesome clean cut mm -hmm. guy ever and then suddenly it's like after like a couple bad arguments it's like suddenly he's like a normal guy you would I mean, like, I wouldn't have been surprised if that scene with her forcing a, a kiss on him was, was... Was it, uh, w w was that the scene of them in their apartment together? Um, it, that was, like, right after he had performed, and she just, just, like, did a double, double, like, 180 with, with, with her, with her attitude towards him. Yeah, and... And she just, like, completely forced a kiss on him, this, I think, was when he had no idea that he actually she actually had feelings for for him because i think didn't she say she was drunk in at the beginning of that scene when she entered or could i be yeah, yeah yeah so maybe i, I could probably so, excuse it as that like maybe there was like oh no, no like what i was gonna say was i wouldn't have been surprised if after she had done that if he had gone around and been like sorry i'm not into that or like i don't i don't want to do that or something like that because of him being like what's it what that what is that term called when someone has no sex drive asexual yes because that like that's me was kind of like how pure he like portrayed his character almost and i'm like it just it was it was it was weird to go see him go from this angelic halo wearing dude to i'm like Okay. The, mafia, the mafia's rubbing off on him. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus Lord, okay. Or maybe it's Danny DeVito rubbing off on him. I don't know, but... I mean, he's tall enough to give a nice back rub. D Come dude, on, Smoochie, you gotta dude, get there. Dude, the, the images <laughs> I just got in why my head... You, why are you making it... Why are you thinking it's sexually? It's like, I'm it's trying a, to it's the, way, the, the way you heard you're saying it, man... You're saying maybe Don, Danny DeVito's rubbing off on him. It's just, and I just said it like him being asexual. <laughs> and my mind just naturally went there. My apologies, people. If you have kids watching this, shut it off. If you have kids, why are you letting them listen to this? Yeah, exactly. Like I said, not, not the worst film, but just overall not, not my favorite from, from Robin Williams, admittedly. 
Agree to disagree. <laughs> Once again. That's one. That, that, that's quite all right. <laughs> yeah. As long as you watched it, it's like, that's all that matters. It's like, I, I can count that as an accomplishment for okay. me. <laughs> I have very low standards, people. <laughs> I am in the cult of rhinos. I mean, I, I love Danny DeVito. Good, mm-hmm. Great actor. Very, yeah. very talented actor. And a skilled director. Even, uh, mm-hmm. even with uh, not, uh, not as many choices, it's like, he's he shown promise. But, yeah, it's just this, this movie... Um, I definitely have to pass on. That's fine. I, I would definitely recommend this to you. If you're, if you're, especially if you're somebody who loathed Barney the Dinosaur back when it was airing, I think you're going to get a kick out of this, uh, at least in my eye. I kind of forgot. Was I obsessed with Barney when I was a kid? No? Because I remember being, like, really obsessed with certain car- cartoons, but I don't ever remember Barney being one of them. No, I mean, I, wa- I, I, I watched Barney. Either. I watched Barney, but I never... I wasn't obsessed. I saw brief clips yeah. of it as a kid, but I never really watched it because I think I was just mostly stuck on Cartoon Network at the time. You like Disney, and I don't know if you like this other show, uh, and I can't even remember the name of it, but it was well, the most annoying thing, I swear to God. What was the... What, when I saw it, I had to leave the room. What was the... Uh, do you remember what it was about? Yeah, it was like four. The Wiggles. Teletubbies. I think no, because I I do remember Teletubbies. I occasionally watch. No. Admittedly, the, there were some that like the most. Po- I think I, you're talking about the Wiggles. I wasn't like. I don't know, but it was four guys, and they were annoying as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Disney Channel kid, oh, big yeah. time. Oh yeah. But. Admittedly, this was also when Disney Channel was good people. Like, <laughs> like, like Zoo Disney, I remember. Like, when they actually had decent shows on. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I wasn't really a big... with Fon- um, Hannah Montana. Um, I was, I don't remember being obsessed with her. There was one it was two, was Twin Boys. Zach and Cody? Maybe. Yeah. Zach and Cody I was more obsessed with than yeah. Hannah Montana. Yeah. I, I wasn't really that... Um, well, that's a little... Sorry, people. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 fine. You still uh, liked it. You were may, may not have been obsessed with it, but you still. I watched it because it was show. on. Yeah. I watched it because it was on, but I was I wasn't. It was my favorite. Yeah, so maybe that could have been it. It's uh. <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, it, not like, the right audience. If if it, I think this this movie will work for some, but I also think age kind of plays into it yeah because that that was another thing i wanted to go into is that i felt like this film i don't know really because like it's hard to kind of tell like it's it's one of those films where it's like i felt like had it been released at a different time it probably would have been a little bit more successful but at the same time i'm thinking it's like with everything that it was able to do jokes about within that time period it's like would it still have been uh would it still have flown as well it's just a lot of questions that I tend to think about about like multiverse theory tends to get me thinking about these things too much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's a weird way to kind of lead things into. Yeah. Um, <coughs> although I I will admit, I think I I will admit I think Smoochie is definitely less scary than Barney. 
Less scary? Less scary, yes, because with Barney, I'm sorry, when I was a kid... Dinosaurs aren't real! I was terrified of costumed characters. Oh, yeah. I'm not joking. When I was a kid, that was my... Probably, besides open water, that was my biggest fear. Yeah. You don't want to see pictures. And I wanted to take pictures of her and the characters, and she'd scream bloody murder. I'm not joking. I'm like... Every What's picture, every picture that they had a family he Disney. Was, she, was, she was trying to reach for me. She was crying her eyes out. I'm like, why are you so upset? And mind yeah. you, I didn't get over that fear until my late teens. Wow. I'm not joking. That's how serious the fear was for me. Yes. And mind you, everyone mocked me. Everyone made fun of me, including family members. I didn't make fun of you. You didn't. Yeah. Other family members did. They all thought I was ridiculous. It took me four years as a kid to get over my fear of movie theaters. Really? Uh, as a toddler, I was terrified of movie theaters until Emperor's New Groove. Oh. You're terrified of what? Movie theaters. Oh, really? Irony! Yeah, I was about to say, which is really ironic since you ended up being a film major. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, so I would say the plus about this Excuse me. The characters will probably be less. I'm not gonna lie. Barney's some scary shit. Okay, it's a freaking yeah, big ass dinosaur. It's, it's dead eyes and it's a robotic mouth. It's like at least with Smoochie, I see a human face. Exactly. And be like, exactly. Okay, this is a costume. I can understand the concept. I can get past that. But exactly. with Barney, I'm like, where the fuck is the mouth? Exactly. Where's your face? You're just like, oh my god. Okay, this is this is creepy. Um, so. If, if your kids are, if you're, or actually, I don't even know if you, I you keep on be. thinking, uh, uh, it's like, I can't watch Barney without thinking about the gears that are moving the mouth. Is it bad that I actually thought for this entire time that there, it was an actor inside of that? Unless, unless there, there was, I don't know. In, in the Barney suit? Yes. Look. I'm pretty sure there was, but, okay. but you mean like a separate actor as well? Like moving like, the mouth? Was there... Like, how did that entire thing work? <laughs> I didn't know. They, they, I think the, I, well, I think from Brigsby Bear, it's uh, all done remote controlly. So it's half remote control, half human in the freaking costume? Yep. People, don't let your kids watch Barney. <laughs> you might terrify them. They might wet their pants at night, okay? Don't let them do it. <laughs> yeah, let them watch Shimochi instead. I'm sorry. Death to Smoochie is more wholesome than Barney. That is the Except lesson. the cookie scene. No, the cookie scene's the best part. It's it's kids. not for but it's kids. Healthy. But it's healthy. It's like did you listen to the song? It's a rocket you're showing, ship. You're introducing him to the male genitalia. It's a rocket ship. <laughs> Until Rob Williams says it's a penis. It's only a penis if you say it is. It's he says it. <laughs> He says it's a cock. Okay. <laughs> that is what he got. That's the term he uses. A penis maximus, a willy, a weenie, Mr. Jingle Daddy, one-eyed wonder weasel, rubble foreskin. He made it. It's made from dill dough. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe adults should watch this mood before they show it to their kids. How about that? Just, just give it a test run. 
you know, do that first and then, you know, test the waters and then, yeah, go, go from there. Because I, I don't know if this is really a movie that kids should be freaking watching. Well, it's rated R. So if your kids True. are... Uh, I well, th- then again, also, I, I mom also, uh, I, I also watched uh, Birdcage when I was a kid. And mind you, I started watching that when I was a kid. So, yeah. and that movie isn't, um, I, I don't know, that, that, that movie isn't uh, exactly PG-13. Mm. So, like I said, give it a test run. If you don't think it's going to be that bad for your kids, go for it. No, I did not. <laughs> we would if you showed her Barney. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think my mom ever showed. I actually think that was Grandma that did that. Mm. Yeah, so it was Grandma because I remember she constantly would put on the TV. It was Barney or some other Disney movie, but she sometimes put on Barney, and yeah. She, she needed someone in her age bracket. She, she, she was just, you know, too consumed with her own shit to, to care about what we watched. I liked, I liked the girl dinosaur. That was about it. There was a girl dinosaur? Or wait. On Barney. Barney and Friends. There was a girl dinosaur. Like I said, I'd never seen the show. That's, that's honestly like the only thing I freaking remember besides him talking I didn't even know kid. he actually had friends. I thought those were the kids. Aside, 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 from, aside from him weirdly and creepily hugging all the kids afterward, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it's it's Joe Biden the dinosaur. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. Oh, I, my I God. did not mean to go that way. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, um, I think I'll end it there. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well, not freaking me out, just... Grossing her out. Just, I, I don't know. Okay, uh, this has been Thumbs Up or Down. <laughs> uh, you know, we're split on this one. Uh, decide for yourself. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, this has been Eric Trapel. Melissa Leach. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Take care.